0: Paralegals are highly essential, from law firms and courtrooms to insurance, real estate, HR, and more. If a paralegal career or law school is in your future, Stevenson University Online's Bachelor's in Legal Studies will help you achieve your goals affordably with no application fee. 100% online. Approved by the American Bar Association with new online sessions starting every eight weeks. Get started today. Visit stevenson.edu paralegal.
1: Hey, what is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode nine of the Cast, presented by Primo X Hockey and Shocked Energy. What is going on, everyone? This is your host, Zach Martin. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the show. It's going to be a fun one today. It's going to be a little bit different than we usually do. Um, Usually it's like, you know, got a couple topics already planned out. You know, maybe some things happen over the week. Might sprinkle those in a little bit. Then we got fan questions usually at the end. But this week, I want to do something a little different. I asked you guys on Twitter to send me topics that you wanted me to cover. So it is a fan-led topic show. And I'm actually really excited to do this. Thank you to uh, a couple of you who reached out and, um, you know, asked basically what, you know, telling me what you wanted me to talk about. So there's some really cool ones. So, um Like I said, I really thank you guys so much for doing that um, this week. The Hurricanes uh, did win last night, Um, so if you're listening to this, I recorded this on Friday. So talking about last night's win against the Montreal Canadiens where they won 4-0 to sweep them for the regular season and basically outscored the Montreal Canadiens 12-1 Uh, In those three games, and I was actually at one of those games. uh, That was the uh, game in December right before New Year's. Um, So I I was actually at that game. So I was actually at one of the games where the Hurricanes did beat the Montreal Canadiens. But yeah, it's been been fun beating those guys. You can definitely tell there's a stratospheric difference between Carolina and Montreal. Now, with Martin St. Louis, he has turned Montreal somewhat around but the way their season has been, I just don't, it's, it's been basically a tough year for them. They're already eliminated, but luckily Cole Caulfield's finally starting to show up for them. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the draft and what the Canadians can do next year, despite the fact that they just came off of a Stanley Cup final appearance last year. So it's been a, a wild season for the Canadians, but for the hurricanes didn't really have to worry about them too much. So no complaints there. Um, So before we kick into the actual meat and potatoes of the show, uh, let's go over our first sponsor real quick. I just want to talk about them. Uh, They are the OG day one sponsors of the search cast. And that is Primo X hockey. If you were looking for any hockey equipment, or if you're looking for hockey apparel, these guys are the place to be. They have everything from um, green pucks. They use outdoors. They got, you know, stick tape. They got, you know, skate laces, um, they even got skate blade protect, uh, skate blade protectors, you know, stick protectors as well. Um, if you're taking that outside, um, they'll definitely be able to use your, in, your outdoor stick, indoor stick outside, which I still wouldn't recommend doing, but if you do be able to do that, uh, make sure to get one of those, um, stick protectors for your blades. Um, they do, like I said, they do also have skate protectors as well. They also have really great apparel. Uh, they got hat. They got new uh, hats. They just dropped relatively recently um, with the new logo. Very very awesome. Really great trucker hats. They also got hoodies. They got t-shirts. They got a whole bunch of cool stuff. Um, they got some more coming on later down the road as well. And if you see my tweets over the last couple of weeks, to talk about the really cool koozie that they have with their new logo as well. Um, and that comes with a purchase. Whatever you get from their store, they will actually add that into your order as well. So if you want a really cool Primo X Hockey koozie. You've got to make sure to check them out at PrimoXHockey.com and make sure in the little comment section when you check out, let them know that Zach from the search cast sent you so they know that you listened to my show and I talked about them. So it's basically helping me help you, which is to help them to help me. It's a nice little circle of just everyone helping each other out. So make sure to check out PrimoXHockey.com for all your Hockey equipment needs, hockey apparel, and all that good stuff. And the cool thing, too, is they are based in Raleigh. They're about 10, 15 minutes from the stadium. So it's also, you're also helping a local, you know, hockey equipment company as well. Cause, you know, shop local, support local. And these guys at Primo Hockey are legit. They are really great guys. Um, met them probably about beginning of December, probably February. Um, like I said, really cool set of guys right there, right there in Raleigh. So you know that. You know, they are all about the Hurricanes and they're all about helping the Triangle, you know, grow hockey and, you know, setting you up to look good, play good in the Triangle area. So, like I said, PrimoXHockey.com. Make sure to check them out and let them know that Zach from the Search Cast sent you for all their cool stuff. So, first topic we're going to jump in today. Um, This one is from Bailey Curtis. Bailey, as always, thank you for your support every single week asking questions you know being stoked for guests i got coming on or dropping suggestions for all the podcast episodes or you know just hot talking hockey in general so i thank you so much bailey for your constant support um basically from day one of the show uh so basically the the topic that Bailey wants me to cover to start the show is um the potential one million dollar raise in the salary cap for the 2022 2023 season and potential offseason moves due to it um yeah so bailey thank you for your topic suggestions so if anyone doesn't know the nhl gms were just down in florida i think about early this week late last week and basically the one everyone's you know everyone's worried about all right what's going to happen with the cap how much is it going to go up is it going to flatline is it going to go down you know how's you know all depending on how the revenue is for the, how the league is doing in terms of getting their finances, you know, are they able to give teams money, you know, to go be able to, you know, figure out their contracts, get new players and stuff like that. And, and surprisingly it's only a million dollars and um, <laughs> it's, it doesn't sound like a whole lot. You're talking maybe a guy on maybe a league minimum gets a good majority of that, or are you talking about an ELC possibly being signed? and a guy being used or, you know, that extra million could be spread out between two to four different guys, depending on how much you want the contracts to be. So in terms of potential, potential off moves due to that, I'm not really expecting anything like world breaking to come, to come out and happen for the hurricanes with their $1 million of extra cap. Um, Like I said, most of the anything you're probably looking at is more so league minimums, possible ELCs, or possible extra little money for multiple different contracts. So I really don't see anything like huge happening in terms of that, not just for the Hurricanes, but pretty much league-wide. You're, you're talking an extra million dollars it's really not a whole lot you can do especially because when you look at you know elcs they're about eight hundred and ninety four thousand dollars i mean even league minimum like if you're looking at the hurricanes like steven lorenz he's making 725 like i said it's not very much like martin niches is on his elc that's 860 like i said seth Jarvis is eight hundred ninety-four thousand. So you're not really, you know, setting the world on fire in terms of having money. Like I said, even Brandon Smith, $800,000, Tony D'Angelo is making a million dollars even. So you're not, like I said, it's not like it's a huge, big deal in terms of shaking up hockey, shaking up the league. It's more so just being able to add depth to the team or like I said, throwing a little extra something to the some of these contracts for free agents or re-signing guys or getting guys contract extensions or possibly prospects getting brought up on some ELC contract. So it's not something that I'm really thinking is going to be a huge thing in the league. I know it's more of like tongue-in-cheek of the question of like, so what's going to happen with the team this, with this $1 million cap raise? not a whole lot <laughs> but it's it's definitely something to keep an eye on in terms of all right who what depth guys will the hurricanes bring in if they don't bring back Brendan Smith or they don't bring back certain guys you know with a million dollars like say a uh, Vincent Trocek doesn't come back you're looking at possible you know 5.75 million open because Vincent Troch's contracts 4.75. You'll bring him back, you know. Max Domi with his one point three two five, he might not come back. And then you know what they're gonna do with Derek step on. You know, it's all that. So the the extra million would add up depending on like who does or does not come back. So like I said, if Vincent Sharkshark doesn't come back, you're looking at five point seven five just between the million dollars and Vincent's uh, contract, or you know you add the one point three two five for Max Domi it all it all really depends like i said also ian cole 2.9 brandon smith is eight hundred thousand. It, it, it's just going to be in terms of you're looking at it as a it's a little extra for the team to have at this point it's really not like you're going to go out and sign someone big for that extra million so it is what it is but bailey thank you so much for your uh, topic question and the next one uh we're going to do real quick uh eric underscore ka another one of the og original followers before the show even started back in december always dropping the questions every week always interacting always giving great topic ideas um so eric thank you so much and also congratulations on getting into the uh national guard as a sergeant so that is very cool if anyone's not followed hurricanes twitter um eric just recently um you know, got into the National Guard and is now officially a sergeant. So, thank you for your service, Eric, and uh, congratulations on now becoming a sergeant for the National Guard. Hats off to you and stick taps to you for that. So, he's got a, about two or three different uh, <laughs> topics to go over, and I'm actually really excited to go through these ones. Um, so, the first one I'm going to do is your favorite prospects to watch. Now, uh, if anyone has not make sure to go check back with my previous episode, I think it's episode four, I believe either three or four. And that was with uh, Matt Soma, AKA King's prospects. We did a, like an hour long deep dive into five hurricanes prospects that, um, you know, that definitely needed to be, you know, people need to keep an eye on, you know, and all that good stuff. And like I said, I don't really follow prospects a whole lot. um, so it was good to have him on, but I've, I've been trying to get more into the prospects, learning like, you know, certain guys in the system, who should we keep an eye on and all that stuff. So, but yeah, if you have not make sure to go check out that episode with Matt Soma, AKA can prospects It's a really, really, really good episode. Like I said, we talk about five, five cans prospects. We're talking some here stateside or also talking about some that came over, you know, over in Europe and even one that, you know, one of the goalies who recently got, you know, player of the month, um, has also moved over, you know, stateside. So like I said, make sure to check that out. So I do have a good few that I do. I am kind of like, I don't really get to watch a lot of games, but I have been watching a lot of film, and just highlights of these guys. Um, one I'm really, really excited to watch uh, when I do get the chance is a uh, Jackson Blake from the uh, Chicago steel. Um, he's been, this is in the USHL. He has been playing really well um, for the Chicago steel. If you don't, if anyone doesn't follow the USHL, Chicago steel are one of the teams that are always, you know, always up there every single year, the, Their system, their style of play, just getting guys ready for the league is like second to none. They do a really great job, you know, up there in Chicago, which surprisingly enough, Chicago Steel, Chicago Wolves, it's just a lot of Chicago (laughs) connections going to the Hurricanes team because with, you know, the Chicago Wolves being the AHL affiliate, but for the fact that having some prospects with the Steel is also a good thing too because, you know, while the USHL is more of like a lateral movement, Kind of sort of of the a, uh, NCAA. Um, it's definitely good to see guys really prospering well in a league like that because that's this one of those leagues where if you're really good and you want to be Angus Caliber ready, you've got to be putting up like a bunch of points, you know, way above what your games play total is. Like, you want to have, like, I don't know if you're talking about like Connor McDavid level or Alex Debrinket or guys, who, you know, like, Guys who are putting like a hundred something points a season, it's good to have that, but that's kind of hard to do. You don't really see a whole lot every year in and year out unless you're like in a league that's not really like top tier, that's like good to where it's like, okay, this is like. got a hundred and something points. Is it because the league isn't that great or you're just that phenomenal? So it really depends. So you got to keep an eye out for like the level of competition compared to what the guy's points total is, but the USHL is pretty good. Um, like I said, it's a lateral kind of lateral to NCAA. Some say it's kind of like a stepping stone to there. So it really depends how your view of the USHL is, but Jackson Blake, uh, he's a right wing center for the Chicago steel. Like I said, he's got 70 points on the year. 22 goals, 48 assists, only, you know, he's only got 14 penalty minutes, uh, plus minus of 14. That's not really a big stat that I really worry about. The plus minus is kind of like an overrated stat. It's, you have, it's almost kind of like you have to tie it into total ice time, like your average ice time per game. So like that's where I, th- I feel like the plus minus is kind of like where it needs to be kind of, if you're talking about that stat I think you've got to add in ice time in terms of that as well to show what a guy's potential is, how good he's been playing, and stuff like that. Um, but like I said, plus, plus minus a 14, 14 penalty minutes, but he has a 1.35 points per game, which is really, really good. Like I said, you kind of want to have, for a league like that, you almost want to average over a point a game. Like, you're kind of, if, like if you're creeping closer towards a 1.5, That's kind of where you want to be in terms of what, depending on what the league you're in and the level of competition you're in uh, and stuff like that. So within 52 games, uh, Jackson Blake has 70 points. I really like this guy. Um, If you haven't had a chance, go on YouTube. Find a way to look up Jackson Blake. Um, Also, check out Elite Prospects. Go to the Carolina Hurricanes in the system group. Um, Right now, he's sitting at number two overall points-wise within the system for the Hurricanes Depending on through all their leagues, and all that stuff, but yeah, Jackson Blake is one I really like. Um, I really like looking at. Um, you could say Andrew Patrawski is really good. Another one to look after the Chicago Wolves center right winger, um, eighty-two points on the seat on the season in fifty-eight games, one point four one uh, points per game. Really, really good. I wouldn't necessarily call him a prospect because of just where he's at right now. Um, I would say another one I really, really like taking a look at is uh, Justin Robidas out of uh, Valdor Fore- Furiers. So sorry if I butchered that. That is from the QMJHL. Um, so my French isn't that good, but I think it's Valdor Furs. So t- t- don't shoot the messenger on pronunciations for that. Um, but he is a center, uh, Justin Robidas. He's got 65 points on the season uh out of 54 games played 24 goals 41 assists he is averaging 1.2 per points per game um he does have a minus seven but i kind of want to see why that's probably the case i don't know how his team is currently playing in the QMJHL right now so like i said it also depends on time of ice as well but for the fact that he's got 65 points in 54 games i, I think that kind of outweighs the plus minus, and like I said, plus minus is kind of really an overrated stat in terms of how to look at a certain player based on that stat alone. But he does have 1.2 points per game, so I really like where that is looking at for him. Another one I really really like, kind of sort of watching for the most part, is a uh, Ronan Seeley. uh He's a defenseman for the uh, Everett Silver Tips out of the Western Hockey League. Um, really good for the fact that he's the defenseman with 41 points and 48 games uh, with 11 goals and 30 assists. That is really, really something to keep an eye on. Um, that's kind of like their top scoring defenseman within their system. Um, you know, I can see you're talking like the, you, uh, like the AHL all, the way down to like college hockey. And then, you know, across Europe, that is really big for the fact that Ronan Sealy as a defenseman has 41 points and, And that's saying about seventh within the entire organization for the hurricanes at 0.85 points per game, 14 PIMS. So that's really good for a defenseman for the fact that in 48 games, he's only gotten 14 penalty minutes. That is really good. It tells you that he's on the ice a lot for this team. And for the fact he's got a plus 25 and his plus minus, that's really good as well. So I would say Ronan Sealy is another one. I really like to keep, uh, I like to keep an eye on. Um, Everyone knows, you know, CJ Smith, everyone really like watches him. Stefan, uh, Stefan Noahson, Jack Drury. I don't really consider him a prospect because he's been with the Kings a little bit. Josh Levo, same thing. Those two guys have been kind of up and down. Um, those are two I really like to keep an eye on. Um, another guy kind of like taking a look at if you're talking more so in Europe, uh, is Antoni Honka uh, JYP, out of the uh, Liga, which is out of um Finland. Uh, 37 points on the year uh, in 57 games, six goals, 31 assists with a 0.65 points per game. Uh, another defenseman kind of like to see where he is going to be at. Um, like I said, JOP is pretty good for the most part. You know, he's top 10 in points for the entire team, you know, system wise for the Hurricanes uh, looking at college. I know two of these guys that me and Matt Soma talked about him on the episode where I had him on. Um, it's Massimo Rizzo out of the University of Denver, 34 points in 37 games, 0. .92 University of Denver's really good at hockey. Massimo's really good. Uh, give him a few years to you know get through, you know, let him finish up college, let him go through the minors, see where he's at in a few years. We probably can see him in the uh, with the Hurricanes at some point. Like I said, Scott Morrow is another one out of UMass. Um, he's a defenseman, 33 points in 37 games, so right about the same as Massimo Rezo, same amount of points in terms of how many games they've played. Um, for Scott, 13 goals and 20 assists compared to Massimo's, 11 and 20. So for the fact that um, Scott has a little bit more goals than Massimo is pretty, you know, it's something to keep an eye on. And it's also got a point eight nine points per game and only gotten 10 penalty minutes on the season for Morrow. That's another thing to keep a look at. I I really like defensemen who don't get a lot of penalties. That means they... You know, they don't use their stick a lot. They don't get, you know, in a lot of situations where they're in the box a lot and they're missing a lot of time because they're having to do take care of all of that. So it's really good to see defensemen kind of have lower penalty minutes compared to some other guys like, say, you know, Jack Drury's got 46. Um, Massimo, who's the center,'s got 48. Stefan Nosen's got 74. So when you see a defenseman kind of have those low under like sub 20, penalty minutes, that's something that's really a good thing to keep an eye on. Um, go through a little bit more there. There's a few more I kind of like want to go through because like I said, there's a lot of really, really good prospects that people need to keep an eye on. Um, another one I'm really enjoying watching is Dominic uh, Fenzor. Uh, he's a defenseman out of Boston University. 31 points in 31 and 35 games, five goals, 26 assists, another point, eight, nine points per game guy in eight penalty minutes. Really? Like I said, I am big on defensemen that don't get a lot of penalties And the fact that he's got eight in 35 games. That is really telling of why he's got 31 points in 35 games because he's constantly on the ice. He's not in the box losing a bunch of minutes. Um, compared to a guy like, say, Joey Keene. I like Joey Keane. You know, he's got 28 points in 49 games, but he's got 69 penalty, uh, penalty minutes. So, like I said, there's nothing wrong with having penalty minutes, and I understand, you know, you got, you know, stuff happens, but I really like seeing guys who don't take a lot of penalties that can get points, have better points per game numbers, you know, kind of have, you know, close to that one, especially if you're a defenseman. So Dominic Fenzor out of Boston University is another guy I really like keeping an eye on. Um, I would say the last one I'm gonna do um is going to be probably be Kevin Wall. Uh, he's a right winger out of Penn State, 29 points in 38 games, 16 goals, 13 and six, point seven six uh points per game. That's another guy I like to keep I like to keep an eye on. I've been really getting into co- I've been into college hockey, I've been getting more into it this year. I like to see where some of the where the hockey where the you know the college guys are at how where how where how their program's doing how they're doing how they're doing within their program and stuff like that and just to see where you know the college hockey scene is at and where how it's growing how certain guys are developing how are they getting ready for the next step after that once they go you know maybe the echl ahl or they might go to europe just depending on how they're doing and stuff like that so i definitely say those probably those are the type of guys i want to, i like to keep an eye on um in terms of that um that's mostly for like the skaters if i had to talk about goalies um i mean obviously Pierre kachkov he was like i said or i mentioned earlier he was the player of the month for the ahl see he was like seven and one at sub one five goals against like the dude is absolutely insane right now like in, the, in nine games with the chicago wolves this year Nine nine games, one point eight eight goals against, and a nine thirty four save percentage. I mean, you really can't hate you. You really gotta like that for the fact that how good Peter Kochnikov has been playing for you know the Chicago Wolves right now, just jumping in there, having a really great you know nine games, um, and, th- and that's not taking away anything from uh, Etu uh, Makinami. You know, has been playing really well as, this year. Fourteen games uh, played for him. 2.06 goals against average and 9.22 save percentage. You, you got to like that as well. Um, even Alex Lyon. I mean, Alex Lyon, 26 games, 2.16 goals against a 9.11 save percentage. You really can't look past that. Um, Jack LaFontaine, you know, just came from, you know, the Hurricanes got him earlier this year from Minnesota. of played with the Chicago Wolves as well. So you got a lot of guys with the Chicago Wolves right now, like with Kachikov, Makaniemi, Alex Lyon. Uh, even uh, Beck Warm, he kind of played for the Chicago Wolves a little bit. He's more so in the ECHL. Uh, Jack Fontaine is down in Chicago as well. Um, I would say another possible guy to take a look at is uh, Patrick uh, Harm- uh, Harmla, Ham- Hamla, sorry, out of uh, Ramuski, uh, Oceanic, out of the QMJHL. 31 games played, 2.79 goals against, but he's got an 8.99 save percentage. I would say that's not like it might be his first or second year, so I wouldn't look too far past that, but I know the for the fact for the Hurricanes they have a lot of good guys um with it just for the goalies. I would say even Jacob uh uh Kucharski out of the American International College for NCAA, 22 games played, 2.39 goals against and a point nine ten save percentage. You look up and down the goaltending, the goaltenders for the hurricanes, you got eight guys. Possibly nine, even with uh, Igor uh, Nomov out of um, out of the MHL, which is like the uh, it's like the minor league of the KHL. Um, he doesn't have a whole lot of stats. He hasn't played a whole lot of games this year. But like I said, you got nine really solid goaltenders right now, just in the system alone. We're not even talking about you know Freddie Anderson, you know Antti Ranta. You know, like you said, you got Pierre Kachkov, Etu Makiemi, Alex Lyon, Jacob Krasarski, uh, Beck Warm, Lafontaine. Uh, Hamla and uh the last guy they have is a kid a co-op out of Crayfield uh, Penguin uh that is out of the German um national that's uh, out of the German league um you know he's got 11 games played his goals against is 4.04 with a 0.75 not a lot of games played for him uh Crayfield isn't really they're okay I want to say he's super great but I mean it is what it is the German, league is the German League is another league I would definitely recommend people watching. It's a lot of fun. Um, so i definitely like to say you got to keep an eye on Nikita Kwap as well. Like I said, even with Patrick Harmla out of um, there's a lot of good players, you know, just for the goaltending um, for the Hurricanes. I, I'm curious to see what they do with Kochkov and Makaniemi because those two guys have been playing really well alongside with Alex Lyon and uh, even see what Jack Fontaine does, because we all know how Jack LaFontaine was with the Golden Gophers. Um, so that is part one of that question from Eric. But before we go into the, his other two questions, um, I want to take a quick second to talk about the newest sponsor that we've gotten. I think it was last week I mentioned it. It is Shocked Energy. Now, if you want to build and boost your gaming, you know, having that focus having that drive taking your gaming to the next level you've got to do it with shocked energy they have green apple and watermelon two really great flavors you know you can't go wrong with it i think for me it's personally a lot better than g fuel and all these other ones they have they're a really great company a lot of cool stuff you know they want to take you in your gaming to the next level so if you go to our link in our link tree on twitter or if you go to our show notes I'll leave it at the bottom. Click on the link tree. You click on that link, go into Shocked Energy. Make sure you go on there. Um, it helps, you know, helps the show out in terms of keeping track of, you know, who, you know, you guys are coming over because of, you know, listening to the show, checking them out. And if you also use the code SearchCast, you also get ten percent off your order. So it's another thing to help you guys out and help me out because it shows Shocked Energy that you guys are listening to the podcast. You're using the code. You're using the link I sent you. So why not just boost your gaming, boost your you know focus with Shocked Energy with Green Apple or Watermelon or both because why not go with both? So ShockedEnergy.com, like I said, go check out our link tree. We got the links in down there for those guys and uh, also for Primo X as well. But yes, Shocked Energy, Green Apple, Watermelon, take your gaming to the next level. with shocked energy. So now going to Eric's two other topics. Um, the next one he said was who would you want to see as of the opponent for the first round? Now that is a really good question. I know with the Atlantic right now, it's definitely, it's definitely an up and down, it's definitely up and down right now in terms of that because it's, it's interesting to see what the, how all that comes out for the NHL because for whatever reason, it is absolutely wild of how the, if you're looking at how the wild card is and how the teams are in the Atlantic, because right now it's, Carolina, New York Rangers, and Pittsburgh. Um, Carolina's at 98 points. Rangers at 93. Pittsburgh is at 92. Um, then you look at the Atlantic. Florida's at 98. Toronto's at 91. Tampa's at 90. And then you're looking at the wild card. Boston's 89. And Washington is 74. Or 84, sorry. And then after that, I th- pretty much I think the whole entire – I think the conference is set. Because the Islanders are at 69. Columbus is at 69. I don't... Those two teams will have to go on the most massive heater I will ever see because you're talking about they're a good 15 points back of Washington. And while the Islanders do have 66 games played compared to Washington 68 and Boston 67, that is a huge stretch to catch back up with like, you're talking like what, maybe... 16 games left so that's a lot you're you're talking about a 15 point difference in 16 games you basically gotta hope the washington Boston completely lose it which i don't see them doing so i'm not really overly worried about either one of those teams catching up to the wild card so basically right now the east is kind of set now it's more so of fighting for seeding Um, right now Carolina does have 98 Florida does have 98 so it depends on who out of those two teams take the first spot in terms of the east Um, after that you know they'll probably either play the first or second seeds depending on if it's Boston or Washington Um, so I would say depending on how that shapes out I would say probably I would like to I would like to see the Hurricanes Also, you know, it also depends on how Toronto does too, because Toronto has been flip-flopping between second, third in the wild card, especially with Tampa and Boston. I wouldn't mind a Toronto, Carolina first round. But I would like I would kind of like to see you know what Toronto would be fun. I think that would be a really electric first round. I mean, everyone would love to see Boston, so hurricane get into the hurricanes the exercise their demons. Knock out Boston. The Hurricanes have also, you know, been playing Boston really well this year. They have beaten them <laughs> pretty much all year in terms of that, you know. So I think Boston would be a really fun first round series, but I wouldn't be totally upset with a Toronto first round because, I mean, knowing their track record, Toronto isn't really a great first round team because they've never made it out of the first round in basically forever. So I would like kind of, it'd be fun to kind of see that streak stay alive um, for the Hurts, you know, for Toronto to be just kinging out of the first round. But I don't know. For, for right now, I think for me, it's either Toronto or Boston. One of those two would be a great, great matchup. Um, both teams, you know, they play different. You know, the styling is different. The You know, just how the rosters are set up too, but I don't know. I think, Bo- I think Boston would be fun just because the fact of how Carolina has been playing with them this year. But I think Toronto would be a really great first round because there's so many storylines going into that series. You know, Freddie Anderson, will he step up, you know, and get to the second round for the first time, basically in a long time, maybe, uh, maybe ever, because never did it with Toronto. That would be a huge thing because they'd basically be like, okay, well, what's the Freddie Anderson? And what's the Providence team in front of him? you know, you know, you got Sebastian Ajo against, you know, Austin Matthews. You got Tebo Teravinen against, you know, Mitch Marner. You know, George, like, you know, Vincent Trocheck against John Tavares. You're like, you will have, you know, William Nylander against Andres Fetchikov. You would have so many great matchups. Even defensively, too. You're talking like, you know, Jake Muzzin, you know, against Brett Pesci. You got, you know... Morgan Riley, Jacob Slavin. And depending on how the goaltending is, you're probably talking Jack Campbell against Freddie Anderson. Like, how could you not love that as a first-round matchup between those two guys? The former starter in the back, now going to be the starting goaltenders against each other in the first round. You know, I think my mind is set. I would, Like I said, I would love to see Boston, but I think a first-round matchup with Toronto would be so much fun to watch. I would be all for a Toronto Carolina first round storylines out the wazoo. You're talking, you know, David Ayers, Zamboni driver, get, just sticking it to the Maple Leafs. You're talking about Freddie Anderson, possibly sticking it to his former team. You know, all of the great matches with just the scoring top to bottom, all the defensive pairings. I think this would be an electric, an electric first-round matchup. If you get the Hurricanes and the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I know I probably have some Leafs fans who do listen to the podcast um, because I have some good buddies up there in Canada who are Leafs fans. So I know they would probably love, love to possibly have a great first week, just a first round of just chirping each other between Carolina and Toronto. So you know what? I'm going right now on April 1st. So April fools, everyone. Uh, but this isn't an April fools joke, but I'm at 6:45 on April 1st. I'm going Carolina hurricanes, Toronto maple Leafs, first round in the matchup. That would be fantastic. I'd be all for it. Give me the storylines. Give me the drama. I'm here for it. The last question from Eric, and and I know ba- and Bailey once again jumping in and being like, yes, please talk about this. The mm, oh, it has been um. So Travis Yost put this on Twitter um, that the Colorado Avalanche get a very friendly whistle, while the Hurricanes get a ridiculously punitive whistle. In the league where officials bounce penalties, this is a striking divergence. And that's, that's basically quoting Travis Gios' tweet. The reason why he is saying this, and this is absolutely wild, because if you go read his article, if you go read his article off um, of TSN.ca, like I said, Travis Gios. It is the most egregious difference between Colorado Avalanche, who barely get whistled, and I know that her Avalanche fans want to complain about that matchup between Carolina and Colorado, where Colorado lost that game late. They lost 2 nothing, and they're talking about, oh, the game was gifts of the Hurricanes. No, because if you've seen the difference from what Travis is saying between how Colorado never really gets whistled and Carolina gets absolutely blitzkrieged on penalties from the league, it is egregiously bad. You're talking a 200 penalty minute difference between Colorado and Carolina. 200. So I really don't want to hear anyone saying that Carolina gets gifted that Oh, Carolina got so lucky because of the refs. They're looking out for them. Blah blah blah. They, they shouldn't have won that game because of the refs. No, not even close. Put that narrative to rest. The Hurricanes are—they get absolutely screwed almost every single game. If you—if anyone goes on Canes Twitter, Shorzy on Canes Twitter basically calls out every single penalty that's missed for Carolina. We're talking cross checks, tripping, interference penalties, high sticks, everything gets missed and it's egregious for the fact that the hurricanes right now have the pest penalty kill is because they get penalized too much in this league. It's funny how the fact that the, that the league wants the officials to be balanced in their penalties. There is a big divergence, a big difference to how Colorado has 200 penalty minute minute difference between them and Carolina. That is appalling how big that number is. And for the fact, too, at the GM meetings where the GMs brought up about the penalties and about how the fishing has been absolutely atrocious this year, where... Somehow, Nino Niederreiter gets a game misconduct and suspended for slashing the Washington bench. Didn't hit a guy, just slashed the bench because the guys were holding onto a stick and stole his helmet when he got put into the bench. He gets suspended, but you have guys like Taylor Hall just sucker-punching guys and gets a $5,000 fine and a roughing penalty, and that's it. Make that make, make that make sense, please. That Nino gets suspended for not even touching a guy after basically getting mugged on the bench against Washington. But you get Taylor Hall blindside sucker punching a Toronto Maple Leaf to where the guy has to leave the game because he got concussed. $5,000. Make it make it make sense. So, I'm sorry. The officiating this year is an absolute joke. I forget what game it was, too. Like, where, I forget what game it was, where someone had the stick on the ice. Like, literally had their stick from the bench to the ice. Oh. Literally, the player stick-lifted it off the ice to get it out of the way because technically that stick is in play. That, there is a penalty against that. You can't have your stick that egregiously bat on the ice. I don't know if it's a legit penalty or not, but... It's in the rules that you cannot have your stick in that certain, you can't have it that far off the bench onto the ice. And the guy who stick lifted it out of the player's hands, who was on the bench still, he gets a penalty. The penalties this year are bad. It is just beyond ridiculous how this league is in terms of their officiating. The GMs brought it up at the meeting and the league's like, well, if you, uh, if you criticize are officiating, you're still going to get penalized pretty severely. Like that's not a stance the league that the that the GMs or teams want to hear. You have to keep your officials accountable. Like, you, Like you cannot tell me that you can l- let that happen on a consistent basis to where the officiating is so bad it's changing so many outcomes of games. Guys taking unnecessary penalties. Teams getting unnecessary advantages. Like, it cannot keep being like this. Like, there's got to be... Something's got to be done with the officiating because it is probably the absolute worst. I don't even say NHL-wise. I think it's all sports-wise officiating is bad. NBA, the refs are absolutely soft in the NBA. They will throw a tech for everything umpires will throw you out of games for absolutely nothing i think there was a an umpire at a university of florida college baseball game where a guy got out of the box and the umpire i guess supposedly warned him guy wasn't even in the box call, call it call a strike on him and then call and, and then say it was out without a pitch being thrown i have never seen an umpire call someone out with a guy stepping out of the box where the guy didn't even say anything to him so I don't think it's just a league issue. I think it's a whole sports wide issue where officiating is absolutely atrocious. It's terrible. Something needs to get done. And if I'm in the NHL, I can't just sit there and tell my GMs, Well, you know, sorry guys, but um if you criticize our fishing crews, you're still gonna get severely fined. So I mean it is what it is. But no, it shouldn't be like that. You should that's not the message you should be sending out to the league right now, to these teams. Like Address your officiating issues. Make it better. It's only gonna, if you if you don't hold your like, refs accountable, then what are we doing here? Because this isn't a balanced league of bouncing penalties and you know not having the refs be an issue with games. Too bad. Guess what? They are an issue. They're still an issue. Like I said. Carolina has got a 200 pill minute difference between them and Colorado. That is bad. That's something that needs to get fixed. And I hope they do, but oh my gosh.
0: HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention.
1: PREP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive, who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just
0: a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to
1: protect myself. Do it for them. Do it
0: for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org.
1: Beyond bad of how this league is right now in terms of just not keeping people accountable. (laughs) I mean, it's the NHL; they can't keep anything accountable at this point. But what do do I know? I mean, Department of Player Safety doesn't know how to assess any fine or suspension correctly, ever. Apparently, and the fact that the officiate the if (laughs) the officials are terrible in their job, the league doesn't want to do anything about it. Like. Rod Brindmore has been fined twenty five thousand dollars. I'm really surprised that when the GMs brought it up, surprise Rod Brindmore didn't get suspended and fined more money than he already has. I mean, he just said one thing and got twenty five thousand dollars. There was a, there was an actual I think it was the Anaheim Ducks coach who literally took a stick and beat it on the glass and got a yeah you know, he got a fine as well. But it's like. Good grief. Rod Branamore breeze and gets a fine apparently from this league and any current hurricane does anything, they get fined as well or get a penalty or suspensions or whatever. So it's just, oh, this league is so frustrating. It is a, it, the sport is so fun, but this league is frustrating to watch sometimes because. Just the way Gary Bettman runs this league is just, I, I I don't get it. I don't get how Gary Bettman still does this. But you know what? It's it's Bettman hockey. We're just here to happen to deal with it, I guess. So, But <laughs> outside of that rant, uh, Eric, thank you for your three questions. Um, really great. Um, definitely a lot of talk about there. And Bailey, like I said, thank you so much for yours as well um so for this week for the hurricanes i know right now they do have tonight off they do play the minnesota wild tomorrow at 7 p.m um then they got they're gonna be in buffalo on the fifth that's the 7 p.m game that's gonna be on the espn plus and then they got buffalo again in carolina also on espn plus uh, that's also at 7:30. and then the next night they got the Islanders at home at seven, and then April 10th, they have the Ducks at home. So, got yeah, a nice little home game against Minnesota tomorrow. Then, a game three days later in Buffalo. Then, two days later, you're back in Carolina for a Buffalo game with a back to back with the Islanders. And then, they get the Ducks on the 10th. So, it's definitely interesting with the Hurricanes. Like I said, they're at 98 points. I would say they're probably going to get to. We're hoping they're going to get to 100 points tomorrow night against Minnesota. So if anyone's listening to this podcast on Sunday, you already know what happened in the Minnesota game. So let's cross our fingers <laughs> that the Hurricanes do win against Minnesota and they find and they do get their 100th point. Uh, quick shout out to um, Timo Vinen. Stick taps to him, man. Nine points in his last six games. Tebow has been on a complete hot streak. It's amazing to see how good he's been playing. Um, Sebastian Ajo, you know, he just passed, you know, Rod Brendamore for goals. I think he just passed um, Jeff O'Neill. So I think he's at 175 now, I believe. Um, As of right now on Friday, that, sebastian who has 175 goals for the carolina hurricanes just past jeff O'Neill, i think the next one he has to go after is jeff skinner and then the one after that later on is eric Stahl. and the eric Stahl one that's going to be at least a couple seasons because there is a huge huge gap for that but i still think it's really much doable um so really Really cool for Sebastian Aho the way he's been playing. Like I said, also, um, Tavo has been just playing out of his mind. Nine goals or nine points in his last six games. He's been playing phenomenal. Freddie Anderson, I mean, what can you say about Freddie? He's been playing really well, too. Just top the bomb. This Hurricanes team is just – this team is just really fun to watch for the fact that it's just the way this team has been and the way they played in the last 31 days in March – I mean, for the fact that, you know, thinking of Walt Ruff, who has basically broke down the records for every month since the season started. So October, the team was eight. Uh, zero. November seven, five and one, seven and two in December, nine, two and one in January and six, two and two in February. The hurricanes went eight, four and four for the month of March. Um, and that actually includes the zero three and one run they had and the, uh, the game where they lost to Dallas, which was very frustrating But for overall, though, the hurricanes played really, really well. Um, so, I mean, the hurricanes played a really great, you know, month. Um, well, even says in this article from March 1st to the 19th, the hurricanes, Scored 41 goals in the course of nine games, averaging 2.33 per game. But then to end the month from March 20th, from my birthday on March 20th to the 31st, the Hurricanes scored 26 goals in five games, 26 in five games for 3.71 per night. So, I mean, you really can't beat that. Um, Also, you know, last month, Hurricanes, you know, eight more years of cock and yummy. That's what we talked about in the last show. That was really, really cool. I mean, home ice, the Hurricanes fans and PNC Arena is so great for the fact that at home, this team went six, one, and two for the month of March with a perfect four game homestand to lead off that month. That really tells you how amazing the fans are in Carolina. And also, they allowed a league low 1.67 goals against over nine games for the month of March at home. 1.67. And that includes shutouts of anti Ronta for 36 against Colorado. 36 against the Colorado in that game with a shutout and 36 stops. And then Freddie Anderson, 32 on Thursday against Montreal. The crowd is really, really huge. You know, this team is just playing out of their minds right now. It's, I mean, Freddie Anderson, as of right now, leads all NHL goalies with a 2.00 goals against. nine His 929 save percentage is ranked second in the NHL. And he's also tied for second place with 30. wins that tells you how good of a season Freddie Anderson's having where he's he leads the league in goals against per average with an even two has a almost a 9-3 save percentage and is tied for second with 33 wins talk about having a season Freddie Anderson talk about having a month of March for the Carolina Hurricanes it's just a lot of fun where this team is going. This has just been really fun. I'm really curious to see how the month of April goes and we get closer to the playoffs. You know, what are we seeing when the playoffs actually start? How far the Hurricanes can get? I'm really hoping it's a deeper and I'm hoping we see a cup final appearance for this Hurricanes team because this Hurricanes team, from what I've been seeing and what I've been saying all season, this team is special. Like, you have to. Just enjoy it, this team. Embrace this team for the fact that as of on Friday before the Minnesota game, they're sitting at 98 points. It is wild to see for the fact that I don't know if a President's Cup's going to be in the cards for Carolina, but for the fact that right now they're fighting for a top one seed in the East with Florida of all teams, that is really huge. So it tells you the progression of what you know, Rod. You know what Rod Brendamore has done with this team. You know Tim Gleason, all these, all the coaches, and how, how the players have been playing this year too. So, no matter how the month of April goes, you know we're hoping for a lot more points. Maybe 112, maybe 114. I wouldn't be upset with that. If they get 112, to 114, I think it'd be a great regular season for the Hurricanes. Get the number one seed possibly in the East, depending on who they play. If they get the two seed. That'd be great too because that means, you know, possibly maybe get Toronto. So who knows, depending on where Toronto finishes or Boston. But either way, this has been, it's going to be a really fun last stretch of the month, you know, with April, you know, just starting. Just really curious to see what this Hurricanes team does. So, all in all, this should be a fun month of April for the Hurricanes. But, like I said, I want to take one click, uh, last you know minute thing, just to to say thank you to you know Eric, thank it's you, uh, you know Bailey for sending them, you know all their suggestions for the episode. This was a lot of fun. Um, if you guys want to also be a part of future fan driven topic episodes, let me know. Like I said, send me a DM or you know hit you know comment on that post because like I said, last week's show, you know, how I like having a lot of fun interacting with you guys. You know, it's a lot of fun, you know, being able to talk to Kane's fans on Twitter, you know, through the pod, the pot Twitter, my personal Twitter. Um, it's a lot of fun doing that. And, you know, stuff like this is something I really want to do more of is it having fan interactive episodes where it's you guys answer, you know, asking me questions or sending me topics, um, or you know, just saying, you know, telling me things in general so that way I can, you know, if you want to put on the show, I can put on the show. It's just a lot of fun doing interactive things like that. So, please, please, in the future, if you do want to make sure to get on top of that because it'd be a lot of fun to have full hour long shows where it's just everyone's dropping their suggestions. That would be a lot of fun. Um, one last quick thing, like I said, one of good, you know, saying a quick shout out and thank you to uh Primo X Hockey. And Shock Energy for being sponsors of the show. Um, like I said, with PrimeX Hockey being the OG first day, you know, sponsors. Um, like I said, make sure to check them out at PrimeXHockey.com. Really great hockey equipment. Really good apparels. Um, like I said, they are local, so you can do free U.S. shipping. Or if you're in the Raleigh area, or if you're in the Triangle, you know, head down to the warehouse, pick it up from there. Um, really great group of guys. Make sure to check them out. Like I said, really, really high quality stuff. So make sure to check out primuxhockey.com also shocked energy. Um, like I said, if you want to take, you know, take your gaming to the next level and get, you know, get that focus on and, you know, go win some, uh, you know, games, depending on what game you're playing, make sure to check out shocked energy. Watermelon and green apple is the way to go. Um, like I said, I'll leave my link tree link in the show notes. Click on that. Go click on uh, either primax hockey or shocked energy let them know that I sent you guys, um, depending on what their platform is with Primal X. Put in the you know comment on, when you're checking out with Shocked Energy. Use that link that I have and also use Surgecast for 10% off. That lets them know that you listen to my podcast and I sent you guys there. So Green Apple and Watermelon for Shocked Energy. Surgecast for 10% off. Um, for the comment section on Primo X, let them know that Zach from the Surgecast sent you and that way, they you know, they can you know, you know help you guys out, they'll help me out, and help them out. So it's a really good spider web of just helping each other out. Um, I also do write articles, so make sure to check out my articles on belly Up Sports at BellyUpSports.com. You can just search my name, Zach Martin, on there. There you'll see all my articles going dating back to last year. Um, check out all my hurricanes articles and stuff like that. I try to do one every week. I've been doing a lot of game recaps, but as of late, I've been doing a little bit more branching out in terms of certain topics. Like I had the um, Nino writer, why the Hurricanes should keep him in Carolina. Go check that out. It was a really fun one to do. Talk about Nino, why he's a big deal. Um, also did one on the uh, trade deadline where I said it would make sense if the Hurricanes didn't make a move, but they actually did. So, there's an egg on my face, but you know it is what it is. Um, but yeah, check out BillyUpSports.com for you know my articles or any articles in general because they cover all sports. We got hockey, football, basketball, soccer, um, you name it, we probably do it too. So make sure to check out BillyUpSports.com for all that good stuff. Um, if you want to find me personally on Twitter, go to that's One True Zach. That's O N E True Zach. It's not the Wonders. If anyone's seen uh, that thing you do, it's not, you know, the O-N-E-D-E-R-S. It's just one O-N-E, true Zach. If you want to find the podcast, check out the search cast at the Searchcast. That's where you can find the Hurricanes podcast Twitter account. Like I said, there's the link tree. You can check out all the podcast platforms that I'm on. And also check out the sponsors of, like I said, Primax Hockey and Surge Energy. But that will wrap up today's episode, guys. Like I said, thank you to everyone who sent in your suggestions. This was a fun episode. Definitely want to do more of these in the future for sure. But until next time, guys, I will see you here.